Welcome to Revive Mercy Podcast. This month, we will be continuing the discussion like we did last week on value and its impact on our recovery and wellness with guests. Last week, we had Robert Gallant. Today, we have another returning guest, Michael Jones. Thank you for agreeing to be a part of the discussion today, Michael. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be back. <laughs> Disclaimer. If you are facing a crisis situation, please seek immediate medical attention. I always like to start each episode with a quote. Um, This quote reads, You cannot protect yourself from sadness without protecting yourself from happiness. Jonathan Safran Tho. And, uh, you know, happiness is a funny thing. We can have everything and still be unhappy. So I found that happiness is more of a state of mind than of stuff. In recovery, it's very easy to look at, to look to the left and to the right and to keep and try to keep up with the Jones. But in all honesty, I found that finding value and being grateful contribute more, far more in my happiness than stuff or titles. Michael, how has, what have you found in your own value? You know, um, that has helped and um, regarding what, 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 what I just read in the quote and you know, your own experience in your recovery and what you've seen with your peers. Well, I found that the statement, you know, helping others heal helps you heal is yes. a big and true statement because a lot of times we focus on our pain is so great and why did this happen to us and be distraught. But if you, you know, give of, give to others and try to help them, then as you're doing the things and going through the motions, you see, you start to use some of that stuff on you and say, well, if I could tell this person to do that, why can't I do that? And then you start wanting to apply it to yourself more. So that really helping others and, you know, trying to really help out and volunteer and do good has been good for me personally. Oh yeah, volunteering has been huge in my recovery, and I like how you mentioned helping because you know I find that like helping others became my healing. You know, if I was just at home, at least especially for me, I'm sh- I'm sure it's the same for you, Mike. If I'm not connecting, if I'm not engaging and helping others, I, for me, especially in my hardest times in my re- uh, during my experience uh, struggling with my mental illness, it would have been really hard to 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 move forward it'll be really hard to see the other side of the fence that makes sense so um i do want to share you know the you know right now um um, a lot of us um you know like you said you talk about being grateful and i i do like uh that idea because a lot of times we get trapped in our own little storms like right now everyone's facing this whole covid19 and it's been with us for better part of the whole year like when did it start mike was it like march when it, it really started hit? about the first week of march was yeah. when it really got and we're ready in july and yep. you know um it was very humbling in the very beginning you know I, I i responded by starting robert's corner and doing a lot of things engaging and talking about what is happening to all of us but a lot of us in recovery, like I'm sure you could testify, Mike, that we had our own little storms more locally. You know, no one, uh, 
And uh, the uncertainty was very real in our lives, at least especially for me. I didn't know what was my future and and I still don't know. We never really make it, but one thing I did I found was having the mindset of not having. <laughs> If that makes sense. Look, I don't have. Um I found that it has hindered my recovery more than this has helped, you know. Uh, I found like like you said um being grateful for what you have, you know, that we're healthy, that we're not sick. And I feel like as the whole world sees right now, people um, unable to be with the loved ones in their last moments. And then uh, as a serious no, or just an inconveniency or people losing jobs or the uncertainty. Mike, if you could, you know, just by your own experience of, you know, your recovery before COVID and and what do you have seen now? Um, do you have anything that like kind of, comment when it comes to like not having and that mindset of not having and how at least um for me and I'm sure for you it hasn't been helpful and what you have found to be helpful well one big thing i noticed from the difference from before and after the covid is uh before the covid you know a lot of people weren't engaged when it came to people you know people's feelings and how they reacted to people when they had, you know, a, a breakdown or a mental illness, like when, during the start of the onset. But, and you know, before I was a big advocate because we need resources, like really bad. And a lot Boy. of people like, oh, you know, you know, there are other things we have to worry about. And, you know, they sort of like poo-pooed it. But yeah. after COVID came and a lot more people, it was more visible and it was happening more and more now people understand the importance you know of the resources to help people because it's not just you know that other person's being affected and it's not affecting me and my family when it comes close to home you know yeah. that's when well, people see it yeah i you know i could just testify when i was in the military and i was you know very reckless and i was the onset of my illness I was busy and yes, I was actually health like physically healthy, but tell you one thing, the people saw how I was doing mentally, I was utter mess. I was sick. I should like I should have got help back then, but I didn't. But people don't see that. So, I understand just being busy at work and just foregoing your mental health. I've done it years and years. But now we're stuck. Now we're we're social distancing and i think it's more apparent when things slow down you begin to realize what you've been um kind of masking um because you know how it is like everyone knows this idea like you, you distract yourself by being busy but that only works for so long eventually you have to face up what you're struggling with whatever you know grow from the the mental anguish or the 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 value that you feel you lost you know people put a lot of weight in titles oh i've i have this kind of title or i've went to this university or what not but really people want to see you know people want to see people the people trust people by how they interact not about what degree you have they are more willing to work with you if you're willing to do the work you know people hide behind a lot of 
titles and things for security. But one thing I would say with COVID-19 is uncertainty is very real. Uh, I think I could never say, Mike, that it was this, uh, like I've experienced like this in my own little storm, but it is very familiar, this uncertainty, especially during my hardest times in my recovery. I don't know. How about you, Mike? Well, yeah, you know, when you're going through something, a lot of times you don't really understand why it's happening and things come at you like like a hurricane. It just oh, yeah. comes and it's like big destruction. Then when you get to the eye, it seems like it's calmed down. Then you have the second half and then, you know, it's gone. But, you know, while you're in it, it's very devastating and it could really turn your world upside down. Yeah. I think uh, I, and you know, today, um, like this month, and I'm gonna have, you know, I have guests like you and um, a few more this month. And really it's, you know, value is kind of like one of the core foundations I found in my recovery that has helped. When I could say, you know, you said, I'm gonna steal it. I love me some me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is at the end of the day, it's like, you need to, you know, you have to start taking care of, you know, we ha- we talk about coping skills all the time and stuff like that. But remember, you know, the reality of life that um, there's this one saying that, um, you know, you know, the idea is that good news, like something being good in our lives, something that is like a good news or something. It's only as good as how bad the news was. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> there has to be a contrast. Like, <laughs> So with that mentality, um, I do find that um, um, we, uh, as you know, people um, trying to heal and you know trying to find ways to, and we started off talking about volunteering and helping people. We're like, well, that has nothing to do with me. Uh, you know, you don't know the benefits, at least from my experience. I'm sure you of connecting and helping people. Helping people has been my healing. You know, um, serving people, doing things that people will like, well, are you getting paid for it? No, it's not about that. It's about serving and, um, I don't know, recovering, you know, because at a drop of a dime, the whole world stopped. No job, a lot of jobs were not secure that people thought that were secure. So at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, value is a huge deal when it comes to any recovery, substance abuse, mental health, if you don't feel that you're valued in any way, um, all you're doing is going moment to moment. You know, you're trying to get stuff to fill in. But if you don't truly feel that you're valued, whether or not you're 100% or not, whether or not you wake up um, at the time you wanted or if you made a mistake or not, if you don't feel like your value, it's it's a difference between guilt and shame because guilt is like I messed up, Mike. I screwed up. I didn't I didn't do what you told me to do. Right? That's yeah. one way of thinking. Shame is like, oh man, Mike, I messed up. That that in turn that causal effect means that I'm less valuable. No, but people get caught up in that, and I'm not saying it's to minimize it, but it is something that's real. And it can be very toxic. That's why I'm talking about value this month. Any insight when it comes to value? I know that you yourself, you, at least from when I talk to you, you have a good head of 
being taking care of your self-care but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't always that way mike or you've learned a lot of coping skills along the way so can you kind of share that with us well one thing that about a coping skill that i learned from one of my therapists and mentors and she said you have to make deposit in your emotional bank account and when she talked about emotional bank accounts she went on to explain to me it's like anything else you you make it like a regular bank account you make deposits in the bank account and you build up a savings so yeah. in your time of need you could go and withdraw from that that bank account yeah. so with the emotional bank account you build up good deeds like by helping people by finding coping skills by you know doing you know self-care and all these things to have a holistic way of dealing with things and healing so mm -hmm. you build it up and you put it in and put it in so that when you need it in times of distress like when people had the covid we, mm -hmm. if you had you know things in your emotional bank account you had that thing where you know even if i don't have a job i still am worthy even yes. though i don't can't see my family you know i still am loved you know yeah. and you have something to withdraw from and something to basically you don't have to like you said hold your head down in shame and feel all this shame because you know you are worthy and you build up that that you know self-esteem or or you know self-awareness where you know you do deserve to be happy you do deserve for good things to happen and things will come because just like when times are rough the only way to go up like they say or the only way to go is up. Yeah. So you will never be stuck at rock bottom unless you choose to be stuck at rock bottom. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was just thinking, I use this um, one um, uh, story that, you know, it's, you know, John Lennon, when he was a child, like five years old, um, teachers, I think he was in kindergarten, whatever, he was young. And teachers like, who? what do you guys want to be when you grow up? Like, the whole class, everyone's like, fireman astronaut all this stuff and john john Lennon, even though he probably didn't understand what he said he said i want to be happy that's it and the teacher's like no 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 you got the you got the assignment wrong but i, I think of that right now <laughs> you know, all, i think i like john Lennon didn't really realize how deep that answer was you know us getting older you begin to realize like yeah we just want to be happy you know, it, it doesn't matter what house, what where you're at. It's about who you're around and why do you, why I found you know from my insight from going through recovery, the reason why helping people and, and you know helping people and doing volunteer work and serving, why that helps in my recovery, I'm sure it does with yours, is because you're sharing, and ultimately as human beings. We're beings that are not islands. We're beings that want to share fundamentally. We can't, we won't do well in a box with food, no matter how good the food is, if we're alone. I remember Dwan, uh, she's at the drop-in center, I think, um, uh, Miss Hunt, right? She said, um, uh, she worked with a homeless guy in uh, New York City and the homeless guy's like, you know what the hardest thing about being homeless? And she was listing out everything she learned from being a social worker. And she's like, no, 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 loneliness. Right now with COVID-19, I think a lot of people are beginning to realize that it's not about stuff. You know, you could kind of fill in and, you know, we, we, we begin to 
appreciate and miss the, the things of actually being face to face with people. Um, I remember when this whole thing started, I was, I was, I was pretty resentful because like my, my fiance was in Korea and I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was very grateful that now, um, we are, we're in the same state and now we're actually moved in together. We are living together for about a month. So it is something that, you know, it was a lot of risk. Was it easy? No. A lot of people may not agree. A lot of people might have judged us, but it wasn't about them. It was about us being a team and us rolling the dice and taking the risk. What was the quote this beginning? It says, uh, the, the quote we began with, you cannot protect yourself from sadness. We can't. We're going to get hurt. I remember this one quote from Bob Marley. I used it last time I talked to you, I think, um, um, Mike, but I, I love it. it. It goes, I have it right here. It says, Bob Marley's quote is, truth is everybody is going to, truth is everybody is going to hurt you. You just got to find the right, you just got to find the one worth suffering for or something like that. I think that's yeah. I think that's hilarious, but it's 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 true. I know I'm gonna make mistakes. So I'm probably gonna hurt my um, my uh, Joanne and and maybe my mom and my dad or whatever. I know I'm not perfect. I'm gonna make mistakes, but at the same time, a lot of us get caught up of especially us. You know, 20, 30 years old. You're like, I want to make it up to my parents of all they've done, and I, I appreciate. I understand the sentiment. I wanted to do that, but at the same time, I also want them to, to, I'm also got to be okay with the fact that I'll never be able to repay my parents what they've done. My closest mentors, even you, Mike, you know, you know, helping me, you know, with getting involved in NAMI, I can never repay you and that's okay. Yeah. We have to be okay with it. A lot of people are like, oh, I have to make even, Why? We're all here sharing experiences, trying to grow, trying to what? Be happy. Just like John Lennon was wanting to be. Any, any other insight that you want to share with us? Um, I remember um, looking at, um, thinking about this month and value. I, I wanted to just, you know, not only just, um, I'll just ask you these two questions and then you can kind of wrap up your last thoughts is, why do you think value is so critical? I know we've been talking about it in your own wellness and recovery regarding mental health. And then um, you could just kind of bridge into any last thoughts you want to share with anyone listening, Mike. Well, I think value is important because without value, it's tied into self-worth too. And if you don't have self-worth, then it's hard to help other people. And the reason why I say that is if you don't help yourself, you know, how are you going to be okay to help other people? And what people don't realize is when, you know, a lot of times it, it's a self-defeating attitude that we really don't have to have. And usually it's something small that starts it like, you know, someone may say, oh, you're not worthy. And that may put a little seed of doubt in our heart that makes us think that we're not worthy. But if someone plants a seed of hope, be like, oh, you know, you're so good at this. Why don't you do this? Or, you know, why don't you, you know, and that's why going back to helping others and volunteering and serving, Mm -hmm. 
because you put that little seed of hope in you well I can do this and it makes you feel good then your own self-worth and your own value starts to grow yeah yeah I, I really like that and at the same time you begin to be thankful and grateful and then you begin to think you see things not in a micro scale but more of a general scale so even though it's sometimes hard when you know people have hurt me um learning to go through the steps of forgiving them not uh, not accepting what they not agreeing what they did to you but forgiveness is huge it's huge to heal especially for those who have been hurt i just want to say thank you mike for you know sharing with us your insight and your thoughts anything any last things you want to share as i kind of last the one thing yeah the one last thing i want to share is people always chase you know fame and fortune and prestige but i was told by one mentor it doesn't matter how many people know you but if you help one person and make a positive difference in their lives you created a legacy and with that legacy that's being carried on you will become a legend because that person will spread to others and your name will never be forgotten. You know, it's interesting you say that. I, I don't proselytize, but I remember this one um, portion in the Bible, this one woman, uh, she, she gave like pennies, but that was all she gave, right? And mm-hmm. um, Jesus was like, you know, she gave more than, I think it was Jesus or one of the disciples, uh, forgive me, I forget where it was, but he, he said she gave more than anyone had. And that you know, to this day, you know, they said um, they say that her, her example, right? And that's why it's important. You know, her example has really prompted, especially the first, the beginning, of the first church when they, after you know the, the Jesus died. And I feel like that's what you're trying. You know, how we impress on people, how people, how we connect with people, how we serve people, how we engage and help people will last beyond our lifetime. Because, you know, you're beginning that trend of positivity. You're beginning to build that bank account, like you said, of positive things. Because I do promote, I do like that. Because if you if you never practice, like you never practice about really thinking things in a different perspective. And you're always just, oh, this is uh, always concerned and always complaining about how bad it is. You, you don't really have, you, your bank account's kind of depleted at that point. Um, and uh, I do like the positive um, direction of, you know, helping others and then um, finding value through helping others. And I, I do really appreciate you, Mike, and um, sharing that with us today. And I just want to say um, thank you for all those who are listening. And, um, and um, I just want to say that we're going to be showcasing one episode a week. Um, this month um, trying to make a uh, room for a possible venture into live streaming I'll sa- I'll share with all the details on the website and in further announcements on um, through the blog but anyway I, I would do encourage you to please check out the any updates on the actual website revivementryfl.com and stay up to date the new episodes of revivementryfl.com for that podcast. The episodes this month will be all uploaded on Thursday, so um, uh, so please check that out. I encourage you. Uh, I just want to say thank you for all your support and 
to stay safe out there, I'll leave you with this one quote. And it says this, the willingness to consider a possibility requires a tolerance of uncertainty. Rachel Naomi Remond.